This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode on the podcast. Today, I'm very excited to bring back my friend Hamza for the third time on my channel because we absolutely love having these personal development conversations together. And today we decided that we wanted to explore and have a conversation about curiosity and how important this is in life and really just talk about how it's kind of an underestimated power that we have as human beings. So before we dive into that, Hamza, I'm going to turn the show over to you and have you introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself and what you're up to. First of all, I want to say, Kayla, thank you for having me on your podcast for the third time. I always love having these chats. And as we're just uh, laughing about before, it seems to always have some sort of sizable impact on my life. Time we record one of these, which it naturally will, you know, based on the types of conversations we're having and the insights that we're generating. But uh, yeah, just for the audience, I live in uh, downtown Toronto, living that crazy city life. I am a musician first and foremost, but I sort of had my hand in many pots. And just for a bit of background, Kayla and I, at uh, Good Life Fitness, where she was a personal trainer and I was a sales advisor. But since then, we've become fellow personal development junkie friends and uh, <laughs> now we're doing the podcast together. So yeah, anyways, that's all I have to say for that. Perfect. Let's dive into this. We were talking about curiosity today and I was just kind of making a bold statement how it was an underestimated power that we have as humans. What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely do think that it is underestimated. I see it as more of a trait, right? And a trait that's actually very innate to human beings because as children, curious about everything, right? We're fascinated by the world around us where we want to, you know, touch everything. We want to just see what's going on, crawl everywhere. And it's just so deeply embedded into us as creatures. But I think the challenge is, is that as we grow older, especially as we get into adulthood, Uh, that curiosity tends to dissipate. So that trait, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it kind of deal. So that trait just sorts to starts to starts to lose itself, which is rather unfortunate, because as you and I are going to probably further discuss, it may be one of the most important traits we have as human beings. As you were saying that I was thinking how, what comes first, imagination or curiosity? Because I think as children, we're so imaginative. And like you said, as we grow older, we become conditioned by society and social media and other people's behaviors and whatnot. But I think the thing that really sparks curiosity, so I guess I'm saying that I think imagination comes first and that's what fuels curiosity because then it's like this perpetuating circle of wanting to learn more and understand more, especially right now we're kind of speaking in the world of being a child, right? Because our minds are just limitless. Like you just, you know, you see children and even myself, I remember pretending to play house or pretending to be Pocahontas running through the forest, like those kinds of things. And so it's almost like, that's that's my next question. Like, what do you think comes first, imagination or curiosity? That's a really good question. I haven't uh, I haven't thought of that before. If I'm thinking about it now, I think curiosity helps expand your imagination. Like, I think you have both at a sort of natural baseline level, but as you grow more curious, that sort of helps expand your imagination, also, right? Because the thing with curiosity is is that 
really in the process of being more curious and, and trying things, you're acquiring more knowledge and more skills. And with the addition of that knowledge and skills, now your imagination is going bigger and bigger because what you thought was possible has now, that entire frame is now larger than it was before, you know, if that makes sense. It does. And now say, for example, if we jump fast forward into, you know, senior years, what I want to say is I know that, and I've noticed studies in that that come up with people who have dementia or Alzheimer's. And I can speak to this from personal experience because my Nana, before she passed away, was struggling with dementia. And I know that within the facilities that take care of people with these diseases that using art and fine motor skills, it helps keep their mind sharp. It helps keep the curiosity alive. Totally. And I mean, in terms of imagination, anything great that's been created in our world, you know, was once a thought or an idea in someone's mind within their imagination, right? Just to give an example, maybe you could look at something, you know, like the, for example, the airplane and the Wright brothers, right? That was something that the Right, brothers were very curious about. They had the imagination of like, oh, imagine having a vehicle or a vessel that you could use to, you know, be airborne and then travel and move around, right? Like that didn't just, they didn't just start doing those things automatically. That was very much some sort of idea that was sitting in their head. And then their curiosity led them to asking the question of, well, how, how could you go about putting together this vessel? How would it work? And why would we want to do that? Right. And it's just, it's in that process of asking those questions and becoming more curious that they started taking those actions and exploring and experimenting, which eventually led them to, you know, creating the first airborne vehicle. Yeah. And also curiosity, like I said earlier, was that it's basically the most underrated power that we have as a human being because like you said like the curiosity created the idea and then from there you ask the right questions and then that's essentially how you create your life now i'm tying this into life you gave a specific example of creating the first airplane but i think being curious is is what is so critical to creating our life and when we start getting autopilot because autopilot's doing the same thing right and just going for it and being mindless but just being aware. And I know that when we were talking about curiosity, one of the things that you said was that curiosity puts your mind into an active state as opposed to a passive state. So for example, a passive state would just be being autopilot in life, doing the same routine, not trying new things, and just you know really reinforcing the same neural pathways of thought and action. The literal example of being open-minded versus being closed-minded, right? When you're living in a passive state, it's sort of like whatever information you already have in your mind, now you're just locked into that and you're just going to continue to live your life on, as you said, autopilot. It's, it's a risky move in a world that's constantly evolving and changing. Uh, and expanding and where other people are generating new ideas, we're having new insights and we're learning more things about the world around us. So it's almost like you're you're removing yourself from, from the bigger picture, if yeah. that makes sense. Whereas if you're in an active state, you're going to be more observant to what's happening around you. You're going to be more receptive to new ideas, whether that's ideas being generated within your own mind or ideas being presented by someone else. Right. And it's sort of like when people have a brainstorming session, it's they're building that momentum each other. And it creates this uh, this cycle of, of people generating more and more and more ideas. And I think that if we were to you know go back like, you know, thousands of years or hundreds of thousands of years or whatever it is, I don't know the exact timeline. But uh, I just think of people sitting together in a tribe and, and thinking about, OK, how are we going to continue to feed all of us? How are we going to continue to expand our 
our society, our civilization, how are we going to conquer new lands, right? It's, it's literally, and you have to be in an active state in order to do that because guess what? If you were dead weight back then, you would just get killed. Like I know that that's a, that's a morbid example to use, but it's just true, right? Back in that day when you had a tribe of like 10, 20 people, if you were dead weight or if you were a hindrance to the rest of the tribe, they would just leave you behind because, you know, the show must fucking go on. And not that it happens that brutally in this day and age in terms of people dying, but, you know, people like you, you, you do get left behind, whether, you know, let's say you're part of a company and you're not actively contributing something and that's what you're supposed to do. And you're just a passive person. If they find out that you're dead weight or you're not contributing or move, helping things move forward, you're gone. Yeah. What do you think hinders or kills off curiosity? And that's, that could even be an entire podcast episode in itself. Just for, this conver- just for this conversation right now, like what are the first things that come to your mind that you notice in society or even notice with yourself or other people close to you in your life? The number one thing that comes to my mind, and I know you've talked about this extensively and will continue to talk about extensively uh, throughout your mindset coaching, uh, you know, uh, career is fear. Fear is the biggest detriment to curiosity, right? Because you were scared of the unknown. So if there's something that you're not willing to try and you don't inherently know it's dangerous for you, uh, you can probably root it back to fear in one way or another, you know, at least mm-hmm. what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you've had a lot of interesting and, and extensive, sorry, extensive things to say on fear. Yes. Well, I'm just, I'm actually pondering this now because I'm considering that if, if curiosity fuels imagination, fear is a form of imagination. So now I'm, I'm uh, basically throwing in a paradox here, but could it not be curiosity that also creates fear? But I almost, <laughs> I almost wonder now if maybe the key to curiosity and what could be hindering it or killing it off is actually awareness. If you lack awareness and you're in this passive state of walking around in autopilot your entire life, then there's nothing to spark curiosity. But if we're yeah, aware... I- you know what I mean? But I think that I also fear can prevent somebody from taking curious action in something new because they're afraid of what might or might not happen. So exactly. like, and you, what they're afraid of what's going to happen is something bad, right? That's why yeah. they're scared. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because when, when you initially brought up fear, when we were having this conversation before we jumped on the episode, I was laughing because... I think you you made a statement that curiosity can still be present in the face of fear. And I I agreed with you. And then you said, yeah, like when I went skydiving and I said, oh, my God, I was just thinking that because I also went skydiving when I was like 19. And that's a prime example of I remember distinctly in that moment, what was so present for me was curiosity and fear. But the reality is my curiosity was stronger than my fear because I still got on the airplane and went up 15,000 feet where there wasn't a door on the side of the plane and jumped out of a plane because I was curious to free fall. And I was exactly. curious for the whole experience. But I was scared shitless. Like anybody who would go up in a plane and jump out that's not scared, like, okay, you're fearless. But that's that's a little bit crazy too, right? I like how you said, you know, your curiosity was greater than your fear because you and I have both discussed that sometimes people have a tendency to use fear as an, as an excuse. Like you're going to feel fear no matter what. You're a human being right? Courage is acting through that fear and feeling it anyways. So in that case, what you did and what I, and and I did the same thing because I went skydiving when I was, I think maybe 22, 23, something like that is I use my curiosity as fuel. 
you know, I said, I can't not imagine having this experience in my life. Like, I don't want to be 80 or 90 years old and see that I never went skydiving because I was a pussy. <laughs> like, straight up, you know? Like, yeah. I know that that's a harsh word to use, but it just, it just that, that's true. It's like, I was too scared to do it because my fear of possibly dying, just, you know, even though I know that, you know, deaths by skydiving is actually like a, a surprisingly low rate. But uh, it's just, like, I can't imagine not taking that risk at least once in my life. So I use that curiosity as fuel to get on that plane and then just, jump and I, I i i don't know about you but i still remember like that first like or that, those like final three seconds as we're stepping out of that open door and i'm like oh my god i have never been so terrified but i'm just gonna keep going and see what happens and then you're in that free fall and then before you know it you're feeling elated because yeah. uh, it's just it's just such a phenomenal experience and i haven't been skydiving again since and it's not because i'm not i'm scared to do it again i actually love to do it again but just when i did it i was in australia and like skydiving on Mission Beach in Australia is kind of like, it's a once in a lifetime experience for a lot of people. So it's tough for me to imagine replicating that locally. But anyways, that's a whole different thing. I remember, well, when I went skydiving, it was 10 years ago, just over 10 years ago. I remember those those moments. My experience skydiving, I it was in Pemberton, BC, which is just outside of Whistler, just to give people like a geographical sense of where I'm talking about. So, I mean, I jumped out of a plane surrounded by mountains and lakes, like it was absolutely stunning. And when I was on the plane, it was a small plane. There was myself, my quote instructor, you know, attached to my back and then the pilot and the plane was so small that there, there wasn't a door on the plane. So I was like strapped in, but I mean, my leg was hanging out the side of the plane, like the entire way up. And so there was so much fear and just so much mixed emotion, like, oh my God, I'm so curious. I'm I'm terrified all at the same time. And yeah, that moment when we jumped out of the plane, we we rolled, we did a, a backflip and rolled backwards out of the plane. So at this point, I'm like, nice. okay, I can't even, you know, it's just that level of, <laughs> that was like a real level of surrender for sure. Yeah. And I, I would love to go skydiving again just to experience that because I, I can see it in my mind. But I mean, the emotions aren't as strong as obviously like when I initially did the free fall and, and everything. Right. But that's definitely an example where freedom is directly on the other side of fear, because as soon as I flipped out of the plane, that fear turned into exhilaration and it, it was an incredible free fall, you know, totally. literally and, figur- and figuratively. You know what? And, and, and actually this, uh, this topic has got me thinking is that now that I've done skydiving, like I'm so much, more, uh, I guess, like now I'm excited to try doing, um, what's it called, bungee jumping um, yeah, or even rock too. climbing or try other extreme yeah. or try other extreme activities. I'm only now way more receptive to those things because I've been skydiving. So I felt that adrenaline rush. So yeah. that's opened me up to now want to do those things. So that's just a great example of how if you leverage your curiosity to just, you know, take the leap and, and try something that it could open up this whole new world to you because just as an example, like, like right now we're talking about these extreme sports, extreme activities. That's like, you know, on for a lot of people, that's on top of their list of things that they're more scared to do. But at the same time, it's also one of those things that a lot of people really wish that they could experience mm-hmm. um, because they're like, oh, I wonder what that's like. It looks like so much fun. Or it's like, well, yeah, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> that's why there's yeah. so many people who do it and do it obsessively is because it's it's amazing. Funny, I, I see the the structure now of being curious, like, for example, being curious, having the idea to go skydiving, <laughs> having fear. But the curiosity is obviously stronger than the feeling of fear. So therefore, we go skydiving. And then what happens is that literally expands our imagination to be curious about other things, which, you know, you mentioned earlier that 
imagination, being curious, like it, it's a perpetuating fueling cycle where as we continue to be curious or, and vice versa, having imagination, that, that just expands our world. And so I think just being curious is such, it comes from such a place of opportunity. And it's funny because if I'm going to tie in coaching to this, I started with myself and now when I coach other people and coach clients and they're in a really tough situation where say for example it's a reoccurring pattern in life you keep getting pissed off at the same person or the same thing keeps happening to you and then what happens is you know it just flares up the ego and then we get really righteous and we we get into this box where we have all our little pieces of evidence of why this thing keeps happening and I've started to add to the conversation Well, what if you were curious about something different? What if you were just curious as to why this is happening, like looking at it objectively rather than being in the box of righteousness and a victim mindset? Because the other thing that I honestly believe, and I know you'll agree with me, is that curiosity can create solutions rather than, you know, you can't be curious and focusing on the problem. There's nothing curious about that. I think, uh, well, you can be curious as to why the problem exists. But yeah, one of the biggest things about curiosity is that uh, it puts you now in a state where you're not going to be focusing on problem solving, you know, which is such a fundamental core trait and need of human beings. Because if you think about it, we're basically problem solving from the moment we get up to the moment we go back to bed, right? That's what your day is filled with. And the, I, and I, I truly believe that uh, the more curious you are, you're a better problem solver. And, and, and alongside that, you're also a more creative thinker, which mm-hmm. also makes you a, a better problem solver too. You know, the more creative you are with your solutions, that should be a big enough driver to want to be more curious is, hmm, be more curious will make me a better problem solver and a more creative thinker. Fuck, why wouldn't I want that for myself? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the other things that I know you mentioned was how curiosity is a crucial step in learning. And, you know, curious people tend to know more because they're more open-minded. And funnily enough, you know, the mind is like a parachute. It works best when open because then you, you have the space to absorb and you become a sponge where you can just learn more and therefore, being curious actually allows us to live a more abundant life because we get to experience more. Exactly. And I mean, curious people, they're always asking questions, right? And if you want answers, so the best way to get an answer is to ask a question. So when you're, when, when you're approaching, you know, your, whether it's your day-to-day life, whether it's a new venture or whatever it is, whenever you're asking questions, that's how you gather information. You know, that's literally how that process works. I mean, I don't know how one can argue that. And and the thing too is, is that the more information you gather, the more it allows you to make an informed decision, right? Whether that decision is as to, it could be for such fundamental things as, you know, what do I want to do with my life in terms of career? What sort of partner do I want? Uh, what sort of hobbies interest me? You know what I mean? Things that really affect your overall lifestyle. So I, you're, I think you do yourself such a disservice if you're not curious because you don't even know what's available out there to yourself um, in order to be able to gather the information so you can make more informed decisions. Like, What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's true being to gather more information. And I know that the other thing that you brought up when we were talking about this earlier was that it it can eliminate biases, right? And I think, again, it comes down to being open minded, because when you consider everything, rather than just focusing on your own beliefs and your own knowledge that you have, then like you said, that just creates more opportunity, it creates more connections, you get more information, you get to, like you said, make a more informed decision, whatever you're dealing with. 
Yeah, I, I can actually give a very direct example of this in my life. So for me, I grew up in a religious household, right? I come from a Muslim household. But for me, I started shying away from religion when I was probably in my like early to mid-teens. Um, and even then, when I discussed uh, when I discussed religion with my parents or peers or whatnot, we were always discussing because of because you know Islam is part of like the classic uh, monotheistic Abrahamic religions. It was always Christianity or Islam or Judaism. Uh, so I had little to no exposure to the Eastern philosophies for most of my life. But then through my natural curiosity, I literally just went to, I think I just walked through a chapter, like a chapters or indigo, or whatever it is. And I just picked up a book on Buddhism and I just started reading it. And suddenly I became very interested by the story of Buddha. And then I started exploring more more of the Eastern religions, whether it's, you know, Hinduism or even Confucianism or Taoism or whatever, any of those Eastern religions. And it just opened up this entire spectrum of philosophies that was never available to me before. And it's so funny because as I sit here right now, you know, almost 30 years old, is that I find I find myself gravitating so much more towards those philosophies and their principles. And I really see that instilled more in my life because I view myself. And again, this is a whole different subject uh, or podcast. I definitely see myself more as a spiritually inclined person than someone who's going to follow a conventional monotheistic religion. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who can uh, relate to this, too, because people go through, you know, big transformations or shifts. Uh, you know, in their religious or spiritual beliefs. But the thing is, is that for so much of your life, you don't even know what's actually out there. It's very true. And that's one thing that I've really pushed in Vancouver is trying new things and getting out there and meeting new people. And it's amazing (laughs) what's been happening because, for example, I discovered this place called Zenden Meditation. And this is literally my haven. It's it's a place downtown Vancouver and they do, they offer, you know, group meditation classes and Reiki healing and tarot card ceremonies and crystal uh, sound baths and symphonies. It's, it's such a beautiful place. And had I not been curious to go there, despite my experience with meditation already, there's, you know, I made a new friend going there and I've learned more about Reiki. And now this is something that I'm actually considering getting certified in next year in 2020. And that was never, I kind of heard about it. I've had Reiki done to me before, but yeah, me too. because I was curious, yeah, because I was curious to learn more that suddenly just opened up so many more doors rather than being righteous and thinking, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really into that or I can't do that or, you know, I've never... I've never been like a deeply spiritual person or understanding the chakras that intently or energy healing, because when we think that we can't do something that will limit us in life. But if, exactly. we're, just, if we're just curious about, oh, I wonder what if, then that is what opens up an abundant amount of opportunity, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, just to give an example, like, let's say that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give someone else as an example, but it's going to very mimic, closely mimic my story. Like, let's say you're raised in like a super Catholic family, right? What's stopping you from, I don't know, going to a Buddhist temple and seeing what's going on? You know what I mean? It's not like the second you walk in there, you're going to catch fire, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, all, all, all you're going to do is see a different way of, of you know, uh, like, you know, philosophies or whatever, a different way of living. You might meet some interesting people there and it'll just expand your world. And no one is saying that you have to become a Buddhist just because you step into it. But now you just know a little bit more than you did before outside of your own dogma. Right. And I mean, with religion, it's a controversial topic because that's usually the one dimension of someone's life where people really have a tendency to stick concrete to their beliefs. But I think that that is one of those ones where curiosity is more important than anything else, because the fact of the matter is even the the people in some of these institutions who are giving you their information, they're not necessarily doing it because 
of an authentic, uh, you know, attachment to the original text or the original religion. They're just feeding you their own, you know, information for their own good. And it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of a, it's, it's sort of an uncomfortable thing for people to think about or focus on, but man, human nature is human nature at the end of the day. Right. And just because yeah. someone's religious does not mean that they're not corrupt or evil. And I mean, again, that's a whole different tangent and conversation uh, that we could have, but it's just to give you an example of you're literally doing yourself a disservice by not being curious about other things, because you don't even know if the information that you're being given is correct and helpful to you. It could literally be quite the opposite. I think that curiosity, I was, I was just, as I was listening to you, I was trying to think of, you know, obviously curiosity is a way of being as human. And I think that curiosity is actually, it's kind of a form of dance in a way, like metaphorically speaking, you know, there's a flow, like you, you gain information, you take away information, you, sh- you share experience, you, you take in experience or you choose. Sometimes curiosity is actually choosing to not do something and be like, Hey, I'm curious if I don't do this. And maybe for example, somebody (laughs) is uh, experimenting with their diet. I'm curious what would happen if I cut out gluten, or I'm curious if I switched my training regime from strength to strength endurance, like what would happen to my body? And sometimes I think most of our conversation right now has actually been curious in terms of taking in experience, but I think being curious can also be eliminating things in our life as well, because we are curious to know the impact. So I don't know what you want to add on that, but I just realized I kind of flipped the situation now from like taking in to actually eliminating and what you think about that. Well, you just affirmed one of the points that I made earlier is that now that because your curiosity, you're more informed, so you can make a more informed decision as to what to cut out, you know, because that's a big part of it. But again, you wouldn't have known what to either eliminate or cut out or not even experience if you hadn't gathered that information in the first place. Um, It's funny because as we're having this conversation, I can imagine if you're a listener, your brain might be turning into a bit of a pretzel (laughs) from trying to connect the dots. But I think that makes it even more important because curiosity, especially, and I'm realizing it now that we're having this conversation, it is a complex subject, right? It is not simple. Um, And I don't think it's meant to be simple. I think it's meant to be complex because it's such an innate part of who we are and how we see the world. And you realize the impact it has and how you use it because, man, like anything else, curiosity is a tool. It's a tool, right? Just like I, I, I think of ambition as a tool. I think of determination as a tool. I think of patience as a tool. As a tool, I think of curiosity as just another tool in your tool belt as a human being. It is, and sometimes we need to sharpen those tools. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you should always be sharpening those tools, in my opinion. Yeah. If you want to continue to grow as a person, that's how. That's how. When you see someone who's, you know, maybe uh, they could be our age, they could be older, but man, they're just so on point with how they speak and how they go about their day-to-day business and how they're managing their life and how they're, they've dealt with their past traumas and whatnot. And you look at that person and you're like, fuck man, that person has really, really sharpened their tools. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they've really refined and honed in on their, on their, on those deep inner traits as a human being. And you can see it because their life is an example of it, right? Your life is yeah. very much, your life is a reflection of your, your habits and your thought processes I hope for myself and for anyone listening and for yourself, whatever, that we continue to get more curious as time goes on, right? Like I want to wake up, you know, 80 or 90 or whatever it is. And I want to be just as curious as I'm not, if I'm more curious about the world around me, because I know so much more. And the thing is, as humans, you realize that we never know enough because there's just so much to fucking know. I was realizing something as I was listening to you and there's, I've been doing these online webinars through uh, Lululemon. They're called the core 12 and there's different topics for each webinar. And 
there's a particular structure, like for example, uh, some of the webinars, one of them is like integrity, enrollment, vision. And there was a particular exercise that we've done in some of these webinars that I want to share in this conversation, because I think it might be easier for us to talk about curiosity and give examples of how we're curious in life, because we work the muscle of personal development, personal growth, and awareness. So even though curiosity is a way of being, I want to ask you, so you can share, and then I'll share from my own experience. When you're being curious, what does that feel like for you? Like, what are three words that you would describe that you would use to describe your experience of being curious? It's a great question. So the three words that are coming to my mind are engaged. I feel engaged okay. when I'm curious, right? When, when there's something that that's come my way, I'm like, I want to know more about this. I'm, I'm engaged now. Uh, number two is eager. I feel eager. It's like, okay, shit, this is a way for me to acquire new information, which could possibly, you know, entertain me or make my life better or whatever it is. It's like, okay, so now I'm eager to get this. Number three would be enthusiastic. Actually, that might be the, the most important one. It just, it creates, it generates that natural enthusiasm. I mean, who doesn't love feeling enthusiastic, you know? It's true. <laughs> I it's love true. it. I think it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. It's when you feel enthusiastic about something, you feel alive. You're like, yes, yes, yeah. I want to experience this or I want to share this with others. Um, and uh, that's something that I strive to have as much of in my life as possible every single day. That's amazing. And yeah. so I'm going to continue this. We're kind of like, I'm slipping in like a little coaching thing right now because this was such a powerful tool that I learned from these webinars. So for me, when I look at how do I feel like, what is my experience when I'm being curious? I would say imaginative. Mm -hmm. I would say abundant. I would say powerful. And so I say these three things because, you know, obviously we talked about curiosity and imagination go hand in hand. Abundant because when I'm being curious, I know that I'm being open-minded and I have the space to create more ideas and bring more into my life. And powerful because... It's like I get to be the dictator of the situation or my life or the situation that I'm in. And so I wanted to bring this awareness using us as examples for the listeners. We know what are three things that you feel to know that you're being curious. So now I want to ask, what's it like for you when you're not being curious? So this is like getting the impact of not being curious. So what are three things that come up for you when you think, okay, I'm not being curious right now? Okay, so three words when I'm not being curious. Number one, I'll say confined i feel confined as in like okay like you know whatever life is what it is i'm just gonna go through my day-to-day -day or i'm just gonna go through this task and not really think about it i'm just gonna go through the motions so confined number two is and this might be a bit of i might be cheating here a little bit but disengaged i feel disengaged in whatever it is that i'm doing which might tie into what i the first word that i just said but that's the second one that i'm going with a third word for how i feel when i'm not being curious I mean, this is two words, but closed off, closed off. Like I feel closed off when I'm not curious about something, right? I'm kind of like, nope, I'm putting up a barrier here. So it was, it was tough to come up with those three words. You definitely put me on the spot, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah. But I mean, this is great because giving authentic examples like this part of the conversation today was not planned, but it's something I thought, okay, this is really important because it's a tool for people so that oh, they know it. how to tap into curiosity. Right. And I yeah, think for me, what I, what I, uh, what I came up with was if I'm not being curious, I'm, I feel uninspired. I feel disempowered because obviously I feel very powerful when I'm curious. So I'm disempowered. I know it's the opposite, but that's just, you know, the, the flip side. And the last one is lifeless. 
Like it's just, and that, I think that kind of ties into the opposite of abundance, right? It's just feeling like you said, kind of bland and boring. That's, that's my experience. If I'm not being curious, like it just, when I, when I visualize colors, I just see gray, like it's, there's not a vibrant experience at all. And so I wanted to bring in this little exercise to help people because this exercise will help you build awareness. It will get you in touch with your, your senses in terms of what you feel and what you're thinking and seeing in your mind when you're being curious. And then it brings awareness to, for example, the negative emotions that someone would feel when they're not being curious so that that can then become a trigger to be like, okay, I'm experiencing these emotions right now. I'm not in a place of curiosity. And based on the entire conversation that we've had in the last 35 minutes, it's like, okay, if I'm being curious, then I know that I can be open-minded and receive more in my life and I get to be creative and I get to have more abundance. So I think that this is like having this conversation right now of giving these tools is, is going to be really helpful for listeners. So that they're not just inspired by what we're talking about, but they actually have like actionable steps they can take outside of listening to this episode to apply to their life. Yeah. And you know, what? it's, it's actually, that that's, that's, it's good that you're bringing that up because that's what I wanted to say next is, is what can people do? They're like, okay, you know what, Hamza and Kayla, you guys have been talking about curiosity for almost 40 minutes now. Like what can I actually do to like utilize this? How about, uh, you know, it could be something as simple as maybe every single day, just take like 10 minutes to read about a subject that you know nothing about, but I've always been like, I would like to know more about that. Yes. Another yeah, thing yeah. that we could do in everyday life too is, you know, we're surrounded by people, whether it's our coworkers, family, friends, you know, even strangers or the barista at Starbucks, whatever it is. And taking a moment and being curious of asking them a different question rather than being superficial and saying, oh, how's your day going and small talk. Be like, oh, like, what do you what do you do outside of work? Or what's something that you're passionate about? Like being curious. Ah. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you how powerful this has been where I recently was. So I'm in the middle of creating um, a mindset workshop for January for my my employees, not my employees, my coworkers at Lululemon. And I'm calling it the 2020 <laughs> Vision Mastermind. And so part of me creating this workshop was me getting curious and going around my work and talking individually to all my peers and asking them, hey, I'm doing this workshop and I'm inviting you to it and I want to know your thoughts on it. And I got to connect individually on a new level with every single one of my peers because I was curious about what they would be interested in having in this workshop. And I was also curious enough to some of them open up to me and it actually turns out that they're they're very much into personal development or they're in the middle of getting a counseling degree in university or they're doing a life coaching certification and I didn't even know that and funnily enough I'd been around these people for four or five months and I had no idea that we had these connections or similarities so being curious allowed me to create higher quality connections with the people in my life that I'm around every single day so that's just like such a minimal thing that we can do. This is another tool. Asking different questions to the people that you spend your time with can evoke and create the space for new conversations. I think what you really did in that moment is you asked a more inquisitive question, right? Rather yeah. than asking a question for the for the sake of small talk of like, oh, how's your day been? Which is, you know, kind of like the most blase generic question you can ask another human being. You ask them something that'll allow not only for you to learn more about the other person, but allows them to open up or at least gives them the opportunity 
to open up and share more about themselves. Because at the end of the day, they could just say, you know what, I don't want to share that with you. And then you're like, okay. But in most cases, people will probably be like, okay, cool. This person's asking me, you know, a good, interesting question about myself, and I'd be happy to share that with this person. Yeah. Um, and then now, not only have you strengthened that bond between the two of you, but you have learned more about them and who knows, you've potentially found a way to expand your relationship also, because if you have similar interests or hobbies or, you know, someone else that you can connect them with, or they know someone that they can connect you with, it just, it's, you're, you're, you're now opening up a bunch of doors that were just not open before with the question of like, how's your day going? Exactly. And this is another example of the statement I made earlier that curiosity leads to abundance. So that right there the abundance is either meeting new people or creating a deeper authentic connection with my peers or you know just learning new information like curiosity is it's just such an an amazing opportunity to expand our lives and it's and it's with us in any moment and with the examples that we gave of discovering when you are in a space of being curious or and knowing when you're not in a space of being curious like now there's just really no answer or no excuse to once you finish listening to this episode to not go and expand your life with curiosity right sorry this is just interesting i've been i've been taking note of of the key words that you and i keep bringing up and for you uh that word seems to be abundance yeah. which is which is you know which is great like that's that's such a um it's such a it's a very good example of what curiosity can bring into your life and for for me the key word has been engagement um, mm-hmm. Because that's really how I view it is that I think when you're curious, you're more engaged in life in with the world around you, with the people around you and whatnot. So and I think just those two together, if people were to take away maybe two words of just, you know, being curious makes you more engaged and brings more abundance into your life. Like yes. that's just so powerful, you know, because you yes. feel more connected to others. Um, and not only are you allowing yourself to have more through that you're allowing others to have more and guess what when others have more they want to share more with you and it creates this beautiful cycle of you know uh like of abundance right Uh, amongst all of you but if you choose not to be curious you are literally removing yourself from that process because guess what there's going to be plenty of other curious people out there who are now connecting amongst each other and i love i love that you keep bringing up the word engagement and obviously i speak a lot about abundance and i think that i speak a lot about abundance because with the coaching that i do mindset coaching and success coaching and all of that it is about bringing more abundance to our life like that's i think at the end of the day that's what people want they want abundance with love happiness health wealth, experiences, travel, whatever it is. And I think the key part to getting that abundance is yes, curiosity, but being engaged, like that is actually something that is so, so critical. And again, this could totally be another episode. But I think that now there is especially in our day and age of the 21st century and the influence of technology and social media, ironically, we're more disengaged than we've ever been. And I think that somebody could argue that and say, no, we're actually more engaged because the opportunity of being engaged with somebody across the world is a lot easier because of social media and the internet and whatnot. But I think being, if I were to use being engaged, being engaged with yourself, being engaged with your thoughts, questioning and being curious, like, why do I think that? Why do I believe that? Why do I keep doing the same thing over and over again? And why do I not take the risk of trying something new? Like being engaged with your thoughts, I think will provoke curiosity, which will then bring more abundance to your life. Yeah, that, no, that's, that's it. You hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I don't know, it's so amazing. 
I, I love I love the power of language and this is probably why I'm so interested in NLP which is like neuro-linguistic programming because our language creates our world and just in that example I gave the I gave the example of what happens when you're engaged and curious and how it brings more abundance and just that sentence alone if somebody takes that and questions how they think they could completely shift their life and it, it all starts with language and being curious about language right Totally. And you know what? I, I love that you just use that phrase, shift your life, because I think that that's a very uh, important or that's a very significant result of being a more curious is that you're finding ways to shift your life for the better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're, 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 you're trying out new things. You're learning things. You're learning more about the world around you. And I mean, at this point, we might be rehashing the same points over and over again, but it's only really to help the message sink in of like, when you're curious, you're just going to live a better life one way mm-hmm. or another. That's really what it is fundamentally, right? And that's why people listen to these podcasts. That's why I know you're so passionate about your mindset coaching business because at the core of it, it's to improve your life and to get more out of it, right? And you're not going to get more out of it by being stuck on autopilot and, you know, going to the same going to the same fucking job and do the same things over and over again and not finding ways to expand on that, going home and, you know, just watching the next television show that comes out, blah, 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 whatever it is, right? Like, Literally, if you want tools, and both Kiel and I have given it to you here, ask more, ask better questions to the people you're, who are already in your life. Maybe even go out of your way to meet new people and ask them good questions. And just take the opportunity to learn more about things that, you know, you might have a little inkling of curiosity about, right? Instead of watching, you know, half an hour of freaking, I don't know, like survivor or lost or whatever it is. Just take that time to read about something which you have no idea about it. You don't know how that's going to change your life, right? Yeah. And it's taking that action, right? And that's your responsibility. Curiosity is also a responsibility on the person themselves. Exactly. And no one can force you to be curious. It, it will come from within. And like you said, as a human being, that it's just an in it part of being human. And the other thing too is for some people – I mean, this is kind of a whole other realm to dive into, but some people might have a hard time being curious because maybe they've discovered through a bad experience, like, oh, when I was curious, I got screwed over or something happened. But I think just being curious as to why you're not curious, which is kind of a paradox, but just being curious all around. And also what we talked about earlier of, for example, skydiving, you have two major emotions there and that's fear and curiosity. And in order to overcome fear in particular with curiosity, like the curiosity needs to be greater than the fear. So then how, how do you fuel the curiosity? So, I mean, it's just amazing. And now I'm, I'm laughing because it's like curiosity and curiosity and curiosity. It's just like creates more and more and more, which I think is, it's fantastic because anyone can be curious at the end of the day. It doesn't, doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your experience is in life. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're man, woman, non-binary, whatever it is. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Anybody has the power to be curious. And I think that I'm just, I'm so grateful to record this episode today about it because it's, it's such an easy thing to tap into. And like you said, it's a tool. It's a muscle to be worked, a tool to be sharpened, and it will just continue giving. That's it. And, and as we're getting close to the end here, I'm just going to share my, my final thoughts. For myself, I see the world as a giant playground. That's how I see it, okay? None of us are born with an instruction manual. <laughs> you just throw yeah. them right in and you figure it out as you go along. So for me, curiosity is just so interweaved into that whole process, right? Because everyone is figuring it out as you go along. And guess what? 
if you leverage curiosity to your advantage, which it's, I only wanted to make it sound like that because the words that I gave you are feeling engaged and enthusiastic. Those should be your big drivers. Uh, but anyways, if you're curious as you're going along, you'll be able to figure things out better. Right. And I really I, I stand behind that statement 100 percent. I think if you're a more curious person, you're going to figure out things more effectively, which will bring better results into your life. It's self-empowering is what it is. Yeah. 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 And then you get amazing. you'll get you'll get abundance and all those other wonderful things that everybody wants alongside of it. But if you want to give your if you you know what, you can view it two ways. You can either do it for yourself or if you want to give yourself a competitive edge in the marketplace, be more curious. Boom. Yeah. Again, just creating more opportunity, right? Oh, it's so funny because after this conversation today, I feel even more inspired to, you know, my, my competitive nature is like, Kayla, how can you be more curious in your life? Like where, where are you, where are you lacking curiosity? And now you want to be more curious. I'm just, I'm just laughing at myself. Well, you're also also in such a competitive industry, right? Of being a, a personal development coach. Um, because there's, because basically in that field, anything goes, right? Like any subject goes, you have to have such a deep understanding of psychology, sociology, uh, economics, and all these other things to be able to help people improve their lives. So the more curious you are, the better it's going to make you at your job. And the more it's going to make you stand out, right? Because you're up against tens of thousands of, uh, mindset and personal development coaches. So it can only work in your benefit. Yeah. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. But also, I think it just for my own personal journey, I was thinking like, how can I be more curious? But yeah, yeah. I think I think also, yeah, it's funny. I mean, in terms of paradigms, like some people, how do you decide, you know, what's curious and what's not curious enough, right? And I just think it's funny when you mentioned like competition with other coaches. And I at first was curious how I have this belief that, oh, you know, the coaching industry is oversaturated. Like I'm not going to make an impact. And that's not a very curious way of thinking. And I shifted that where I actually don't think that the uh, coaching industry is oversaturated. And I don't think it's a competition. I actually think how I've decided to see it was uh, or is that I've joined a collective of human beings that are committed to causing an impact in the world. And so funnily enough, I don't even, I don't even experience competition with what I'm doing because I'm not trying to take clients from other people. I'm actually curious on how I can develop myself so that I can actually make an impact and, and not a living because oh, obviously sure. there's, yeah, there's, there's, you know, anyone can improve themselves. And I think it's a blessing that this has become my passion and that I'm so curious about it because it's just going to allow me to contribute to other people so again it all it all comes down to to curiosity and that's engagement and abundance and and all the things that we talked about i do want to riff on that point a little bit i think sometimes people view competition as taking food off someone else's table so you can have more no the whole point of competition is to improve your output what it's what you're doing right i mean because at the end of the day again like in the in the industry of of personal development or mindset coaching the idea is that everyone is outputting together so there's more messages for people to access to improve their lives mm-hmm. um, and even for me in the world of creating music i don't look at someone else's music and i'm like oh my god that person should stop making music so that i can have more listeners blah 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 no 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 for me that's just a greater abundance of art and music for people to listen to and then when i go and listen to their stuff or whatever it is. And I'm more inspired to try and create something better for myself. And then again, everyone wins, right? It's that whole process yeah. um, of, of competition is meant to drive you to be a better version of yourself in service to others. 
not to be better to take away from others. Because when you're taking away from others, you're living with a scarce and victim mentality. And you and I have both discussed of how that really, really, really can just ruin your life, which it has for a lot of people, sadly. Yeah. And I just realized too, that instead of being curious about what you meant about competition, I just went into my own paradigm. So I want to invite people today who are listening to be curious about your paradigms and beliefs and be curious about what curiosity means to you and everything that we talked about, because I just thought that was so interesting when I started listening to you, I was like, wow, I totally just assumed that competition was like feasting and taking things away and winning and whatnot. And yeah, that, that's so funny. I just, I love self-reflection and, and thinking about these things. So with that being said, is there anything else that you want to add to the conversation before I, I wrap things up? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so again, I just, first and foremost, Kayla, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast again. It's been engaging <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and really fun, fun to have these discussions as always. And I'm looking forward to the next one that you and I choose to do together. Um, I also wanted to just do a quick plug actually for your previous podcast on money mindset. Um, yes. Because I, I just listened to that one yesterday. And I think for a lot of people, just because, you know, especially as our economy is getting tighter and things are getting a little bit more uh, stressful, stressful for people, at least from what I've noticed with the discussions that I'm having, go and listen to that. Just go and listen to that. I'm not doing that to try to like up Kayla's business, even though that is a benefit to her. I'm saying do it for your fucking self um, because yeah. it'll get you thinking about some very crucial things. My closing thoughts are be more curious. If, and also if you have any, if you have any feedback or if there's something that you don't agree with, please feel free to message us and let us know. Right. Like I said, we're always trying to improve. We're trying to improve alongside everyone else. So if you have an opinion or a thought, then share it with us because that's literally what we're doing on this podcast for yourself. Thank you for joining me and thank you to the listeners for tuning in. And if you have a moment to subscribe to the channel, leave a review, a like. Again, you can reach out to us if you want to dive in more to the topics that we've discussed so far on the podcast. That would be great. And until then, we will see you in the next episode.